Oh, yes, sir. Indeed. We are back. It is the Educated Ignorance Podcast, and the band is all here, baby. Joe yes. Show. Let me point yeah, right that way. Rock. Nick Brinks is over there. I can point in the right direction. What's up, my man? It is Wild Card Super Duper Mega Hooper Wild Card Weekend, and we are ready to roll. Uh, Nick, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. I just wish there would be one, just one little bit of good news between last Sunday and this Sunday for the Dolphins and their hopes against Buffalo. But the news is just bad every time there's new pieces of news coming out. Uh-huh. I got to. I got to rep the fins at least one more week because come Monday, I don't know if I'll be celebrating a victory Monday. We'll you know what? See what happens. I've kind of this. Any news this week hasn't really hurt my feelings for a couple reasons. One is I kind of want to see. I want to see Buffalo and Cincy again and actually have an outcome. I want to see Buffalo and or Cincinnati versus KC. Those are all the things I want to see. Now, um, if Tua was playing, I'd be much more Sunday slate. If Tua and Lamar were playing this weekend, actually, if those two guys were playing would be pretty damn good. But this weekend is a little lower. We will have much more optimism probably next Thursday or Wednesday when we uh, are. The divisional round is always amazing. But I mean, last year, it's going to be hard to top last year's divisional round because all four of those games were batshit. But. This year, these games, next, uh, I think, will, ju- will still be fun. But Wild Card Weekend has produced some stinkers in a way the last few we- years. Um, there's always one game that is really good. Uh, there's always a game that's stupid. There's a couple blowouts. Unfortunately, we're probably going to have about two or three of those blowouts this weekend. We're going to navigate you through those. We're going to give some of our best bets, some of our favorite bets. This isn't the normal gambling show that you would have. The sinis- This isn't a Sinister Six segment. Uh, we're going to kind of give out some stuff that we like, but we're mostly going to break down the games, and we're going to kind of go in an order of how we feel. We are. This is uh, mainly for listening afterwards, but we are live on Facebook on my Facebook page, we are live on the For Frequency Sake Facebook page, and we are live on Twitter uh, at Joe the Show QCSN. For those that are joining us and popping in, leave a comment, a question, like the video, say nice things about the color of the flags Nick has in his room because I think they look cool, um, and the fact that he has a cool setup. He's got a nice little little podcast mic there, and you know, and that's nice. I like it. It's nice, Nick. I like it. It's cool. Doing my best to be professional to an extent professionally professional let me pull this up here so i can get my old there we go i don't know what happens when i change tabs i hope you can still see me but i uh you went to the dark side there for just a moment but you're back oh it does it does cut me off okay that's fancy um, well, it doesn't cut you off but you lost any screen lighting and your face goes dark <laughs> oh <laughs> so oh there. really still my there, face just is in the darkness Okay, that's that's it hilarious. It must be a dark background from a white background, and it provides light. My Facebook is a very... It's like dark mode to a degree. Um, do you guys ever... Brian Blair already... So this is why I'm popping into this, so I can pull up my uh, comment section on my Facebook. Well, oh, that's going to be a bitch. I might not have to... I not, maybe, not, might not be able to do that. Anywho, 
Um, we he asked if we recap our picks from the week before. We usually would. The problem is we don't have much to discuss. The Sinister Six went on an I wouldn't say a sabbatical to end the year. Um, we just it had the, it was the Sinister Six, as in S I C K. Yeah, yeah. I like felt like I was gonna die before we were gonna do the show. I was gonna drop the Sinister Six for week seventeen. Um, and then I thought I was going to die. I had to go to the hospital that Sunday. And then that whole week last week, I just kind of was not feeling life. And then finally I felt good Sunday, like half dead tired, but I actually felt no pain for the first time in a week, um, in any part of my body. So that was nice. Uh, and we, we, uh, are better now. We've been better for a few days uh, since like the end of last week. But yeah, so recapping picks. I will say this because Brian is a is a good friend of the show. Uh, for the year, I am the epitome of a 500 gambler for this year. But now, granted, this is my first official year, like picking ATS. We went 43, 44, and three. On the uh, on the sinister six picks, and then we did a bunch of bull picks. I did, and I went twenty six and twenty four. So your boy is just average, but that's fine. This is my first year. Maybe we can hopefully plot some stuff to where we're really good in the playoffs. That would be fun. Anywho, um, you know what they say: you're just an average Joe. I am just an average Joe. You said it from your lips to God's ears, apparently. Um, Okay, let's do that. Let's see a little bit of that. We're all good over here. All right. I'm interested in uh, your, what are your, what's your favorite game of the weekend? So there, there are clearly games into categories. There is the, holy shit, we have more than one game where, uh, XFL level quarterback might play. Now, granted, it's better than XFL because it's not Anthony Brown, it's Tyler Huntley. But uh <laughs> um and Huntley is a sol- Huntley solid, but um Skylar Thompson playing in a game. We have the it's fun because it's a divisional rival game tier. Um several of those. Yeah, you you that you have a few of them. Mainly Niners Cowboy, uh main, mainly Niners. Seahawks. We have fun games that could be very stupid, but very awesome in Giants, Vikings and Jags Chargers. And then we have the game that the casuals will love. It will probably do the dumbest rating ever for a Monday night game ever. It's going to be silly. And that Cowboys Bucks game, we're probably going to start there. But what's your just favorite game overall of the weekend? I'd probably lean Chargers Jaguars just because I think those are two teams that Obviously, in the AFC, you've got Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and you can kind of put them in whatever order that you want. And then you get down to Jags, Chargers. They're the next two. That's the next tier. And then you've got Ravens, Dolphins that I don't think will make any noise in the playoffs because they're probably one and done. They've got all kinds of quarterback troubles right now. Um, But Chargers, Jags, earlier this season when Herbert was dinged up, the Jags just absolutely smoked the Chargers. Not expecting that to happen again, but yeah, I am they rolled them. that one. I'm looking forward to that one. Vikings Giants was really fun. Just a few weeks ago, went to overtime. 
And literally every Vikings game, if they don't get blown out, it's won on a field goal or lost on a field goal. So like they're great for having a fun football game. You just know there's a really, really good chance it's going to be a close game going down to the wire. It's so it's I'm, going I'm here for that. It's going to be the best game of the weekend, possibly because it's going to be so stupid. Like Vi- Giants Vikings will be. It's going to be like, why are 30 million people watching Daniel Jones play a road playoff game? But it's going to be like 24-24 with three minutes left and just so much dumb shit's happened. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be like you just you. it's going to be like you took the best drug ever when it's done. And you're going to be like, I need a cigarette. Like I just had like you just for some somehow you wake up. Two days after being blackout for two days, you wake up outside a brothel. You're like, what is happening? Why do I feel so great? Why do I feel sick? Where's all my money? That's what that game's going to feel like. Not that I know that from experience, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I won't I'm ask just, some questions. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, that Bucks cowboys game has a lot of intrigue for many reasons. Obviously, for casual fans, that's probably the game of the weekend just because you've got America's team. And Tom Brady, it's a match made in heaven for TV ratings. And you talk about, you know, XFL level quarterbacks. Let's talk about Dak Prescott and how he's played over the last several weeks. Do we throw him in on that list? <laughs> Dude. Not seriously, but he's been awful. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you, I think, what did I see? Did he lead the intercept or lead? The he led the league in picks and he started 12 games. Several games. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. All right, let's start with that. Let me get my little fancy schmancy little ordeal up here. We're starting here. Bucks and Cowboys. The line is at two and a half. It started at three, and it's moving down. I think the line's respectable to a degree. I also think there's a case to make where if Dallas didn't look like absolute shit on Sunday, this line could be near five or six. Again, so if you nothing to play for. Exactly. So if you're a Cowboys better, this is good. This is good for you. Um Here's there's so many there's so many things that like there's two hilarious stats. There's Dak led the league in picks and played 12 games, but there was also the Cowboys when Dak played scored 370 points in 12 games. The Bucks all season scored 313. <laughs> like there's so many avenues this game could go. It's like all right. The Bucks should have been dead at least eight times, but they're here and they're alive and it makes no sense. It just doesn't. It makes no sense that this team is still alive, but they are all on the Saints and that Monday night night game when they let the Bucks come back and beat them. That was the one that was the main one that let them off the hook. But there are so many others. The Rams had the ball up four with under a minute 50 to go. And lost. They the Bucks had the ball after the punt with like 50 seconds left and no timeouts. And the Rams let them waltz down the field. This then the Saints game. Uh the first Falcons game. The Falcons are coming back. The Phantom remember the old Phantom oh, roughing God. the passer call. That was awful. Like the Panthers this couple weeks ago. There's been so many instances. The Cardinals, even like there's been so many instances of this team being on its deathbed, they've had they've got nine lives. They have nine lives. And it's the Tom Brady pixie dust where all of a sudden stuff goes their way. They get a random weird flag 
And all of a sudden, the other team, just because they're playing Tom Brady, melts down and stops knowing what to do. And they're literally playing the team that epitomizes melting down in big spots. It's why this game is going to be amazing. It's because in a perfect world, the Cowboys are up 10 going into the fourth quarter. And then we've all got about eight, about 60 to 80 minutes or however long the fourth quarter will take. Uh, probably, I would say my bad, 45 to 60 minutes of watching the Cowboys try to not piss themselves. And it's going to be great television. Yeah, it. Uh, I think, you know, the more I think about it, it's just like the defenses might might be the ones to watch here because will Dak throw that back-breaking interception? Will Brady kind of, you know, piss all over himself for 50 minutes as we saw a lot this year and then fourth quarter Brady he's here he is they uh they they take the chains off they let him rock and they they make shit happen it's Which, been uh, weird it'll be, it'll be it'll be weird but yeah they it'll be a fun one to watch for sure I don't have a lean on it I I don't have I don't have a prediction on that one yet myself the Cowboys or the, the here's the problem the Bucks continuously try to their offense is the epitome of we're going to take this giant square peg and continuously try to to jab it into the smallest round hole and it never works and then all of a sudden defenses open up cuz they game is late and then they kind of figure life out now Against the Panthers, they kind of abandoned that and just started throw spamming verts to Mike Evans. So that was a thing. I it's weird. It's weird. There's there's so many avenues this game can go. It's fascinating. It's truly fascinating that this is the game we've got. And the Bucks, after this horrendous season, could find themselves in two playoff games going at home against the Cowboys, who are a mess. And the on the road against the Eagles who have been playing like ass and Jay, like Jalen last year, they played and they killed them. Now I know the teams are totally different, but that's a psychological edge. So the bucks, it's just so weird that out of all years, this Brady could find himself back in conference championship weekend. I wouldn't put it past him, but I think there's a, there's a game that has leaned so hard towards an underdog that I think it's going to be scary to pick them. We'll get to that here in a little bit, but in your mind, what's the biggest if each team let's start with Dallas. If the Cowboys win, why? What's the biggest thing in your mind? Like what goes right or just doesn't go wrong for them? Who's the biggest impact in the game? Player wise, side of the ball wise, what do you think? I would probably lean Micah Parsons. What kind of havoc can he wreak on Brady? If you get Brady flustered and uh take them out of their what they want to do i think that that does not bode well for them i think defensively i i want to give dallas the the edge there because the bucks while they their offense hasn't done a whole lot this year their defense has kept them in in the games that they they won close so uh i i, I think if, if micah parsons can have a big day I, I would think that might be might be a thing dak just not turning the ball over if he doesn't turn the ball over, if they if give Pollard the ball, give Zeke his goal line carries, get your touchdowns there, but just don't let Dak kill you if you're if you're the Cowboys. And then don't put Coach McCarthy in a position where he has to be a really good coach in the fourth quarter. 
because that's probably not a recipe for success either with the Cowboys and some of their issues over the years with, uh, I don't remember how many years ago it is, but I, I still, my favorite Mike McCarthy moment was that just awful, awful punt he had late in the game. I don't, I don't even remember what the scenario was. I just remember it was one of the worst decisions to punt in the last 15 years. And, uh, obviously I haven't shaken that it's, it's still in there lodged somewhere in my, in my memory, but, uh, but yeah, I think just don't, don't be in a position where Dak has to, uh, throw crazy, keep him, keep him composed. Um, and if you're, if you're the bucks, if you're going to win the game, I think your defense gets to Dak. I think that's, that's something there. Uh, the run game maybe doesn't get going so that the passing game has to take over. And we've seen how that goes sometimes. So those are probably a couple of the takeaways I would have. I think, yeah, I, the Mike Parsons thing is right. I feel like they got to do something. They got to get to Brady. Now the Bucks, oddly enough, Tristan Wirfs is back. Donovan Smith is back. So that's important. Uh, apparently Ryan Jensen practiced this week. I doubt he plays, but that was that was that was something. See the one, one that his kneecap like caved in. I think their center. Yeah, he was their center. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't remember if that was the injury, but yeah, he's he had he hasn't played all year. He got hurt in the in training oh, camp. Okay, but they lost a lineman a couple weeks ago, and his kneecap like caved in. Oh, that might have been worse. That what it was a white it was a white guy on the offensive line. That's all I remember. Oh, okay, never mind. So yeah, worse <laughs> big yeah. So it was an but, interior yeah. guy. Um, it was on the left side of the line. Can't remember yeah. his name, but yeah, it did not look good. They, I think there's a world here where even if Dak does happen to turn the ball over, you know, that that the Bucks just not being able to score is a thing. As long as Dallas can produce points, you got to think that that they should be fine. It's hard to have a good feel for any of this. I'm going to just pick. I'm not going to. I don't have a. I think if you're heavy on the Bucks, the under is probably in play. If you're on, if you're on the Bucks, twenty three, like twenty three to like twenty four to twenty, twenty to seventeen type of game. That's what I think. If you're on the Cowboys, maybe over. I don't know. I think my if you're on the if you're on the Bucks though, the under is definitely the move as well because I just don't see the a way where you get to over forty five and a half and the Bucks win. Uh, unless Dak, unless the Bucks get like a defensive score or something. So, with all that said, we might work we'll, just for predictions wise. I'm gonna say I think Dallas will win. No, mm, God damn it, man! It's tough. I, 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 it's so hard. This is the toughest game of the weekend to to pick, just because. Just because, yeah, the pixie dust Brady stuff, whatever, like that's true. But there is also the fact of like, if there's going to be a team to pit, to blow itself, blow its own brains out, it's going to be Dallas. And I've trusted Dallas all year, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with them. I've trusted them all year. I'm gonna pick Dallas. Here's the thing, though: if they lose this game, then it's over. Like, there's no more. There is no more trusting them, even when things look good in the regular season. I thought I was over that last year, but I'm an idiot and I got sucked back in. So maybe that's a me problem. But this see, if they lose this game, Cowboys fans, guess what? 
we're not taking you seriously anymore ever again. Okay. We're just not because we can't because we can't. So you can put a lot of demons in a sense to bed. If you actually win this game, not, I mean, honestly get to the conference championship game, win this game, then go to Philly and get the job done. But I'm going to pick Dallas. I've trusted them all year. Again, that's probably a dumb thing to do, but we'll ride with Dallas. Do you got a prediction if you had to? I would lean Dallas as well. So I I don't feel comfortable enough to go against that. I it's it's just really hard to say, but I will say this. You must have very little confidence in the Giants if you've already got the Cowboys and Eagles penciled in as a matchup the following week. Potentially. Let's get to that, shall we? Giants at home against Minnesota. It's a rat. It is a rat poison game. Three-point line, which is fair. Vegas kind of hates both of these teams to a degree. So I think just the fact they're even three. Um, by the way, my guy Isaac Smith in the chat saying, who they go Bengals? He is a Bengals fan. Shout out to him. Uh, yes, indeed. Spoiler alert. I'm picking Cincinnati to win this weekend. Just saying. We'll get to them in a little bit. But uh, this Giants-Vikings game, here's what I was going to say about this is what I meant with the trendy underdog pick. And it's nothing against the Giants because I like if they win this game, I won't be shocked. Like I said, this game is going to be like, again, nothing I've done, but this game's going to be like taking shrooms. You're going to be your mind is going to be bouncing all over the place. You don't know what's about to happen. This game's going to be stupid and uh, it's going to be fun as hell. And I won't be shocked if the Giants win. It took a 61 yarder by a kicker who's so unreliable. And he just buried it on Christmas Eve for them to win. Hilarious. Is that just not? It's so funny. It's so funny that that's how they won the other time they played. Uh, but here's the problem. Everyone is going to be like, my sneaky underdog pick is the Giants. And when everyone picks them, they're no longer sneaky. And it's just like, well, I feel like we all are probably going to be wrong. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be wrong. Before you go. Resident Vikings fan, Jordan Wrangle, had, was on my ass all year about not putting the, the Vikings in the right spot of the Elite Eight. Jordan says, take the Giants. I'm a Vikings fan. Giants front four is legit. O-line is banged up. This is true. This is very true. I think the Vikings are on. They're, they're tackled. Darisaw's out, and I think they're on like their third center. Not good. He says they're going to feast. Vikings defense is bad. It'll be close, but Vikings luck runs out. Thanks for the comments, Jordan. I'm sorry they came at such a horrendous time. Um, he, he's got a point. What did we say Sunday? I, I remember I said, if the, the Vikings are going to get bounced this year because Joseph's going to miss a field goal that he should hit, and this could be the game. My only thing that scares me is, like I said, everyone's on the Giants. So everyone's going to be like, my sneaky upset is the Giants. It's so sneaky. No one will think it'll happen when it's like, well, everyone thinks it'll happen. What say you? What are, what's your overall vibe there, brother? I'm leaning Giants myself. Um, you know, if I'm taking it against the spread, I'm absolutely taking the Giants plus three. But I actually kind of feel like the Giants would win the game as well. So unlike the Bucks cowboys game, I feel more comfortable picking a winner in this one and I will take the Giants for those reasons and 
you know, it's kind of a meme at this point, but you know, maybe there's a little, maybe there's a little something to it. Kirk Cousins at noon versus Kirk oh. Cousins at three o'clock on a Sunday. Oh, no, that's not prime time for Kirk Cousins. It's gonna Stop. be in for a rough day. He's won a playoff game, <laughs> damn it, on the road even. I've all year long. I've thought this Vikings team, middle of the pack in almost every category, except Justin Jefferson. Incredible talent, but they yeah. are. They just continue to. And I mean, you got to give them credit. They continue to win games close. I would take. I would much rather have a team that's winning games they should lose than lose the games they should win or yeah. things like that. But the old find ways to win instead of find ways to lose type of ordeal. Yes. Like we can so, sit here and say it's luck for so long, but it's but there is a skill to it to a degree. Some of their stuff has been dumb luck, like yeah. six, a sixty-one yard field goal, like from an unreliable kicker. Like, come on, that's just dumb. That's yeah. like, come on, Vikings, you're drunk. But so I give them the credit for that. And then the other thing is, like, over the course of the season, all of their wins were close. They had some blowout losses. The, the points differential. Every time, every time I talk about the Vikings this year, I, I bring up points differential. They they ended the regular season having scored fewer points than they allowed, and their record is thirteen and four or twelve and five. Thirteen and four. They ended up negative. Yeah, it was like negative thirty-seven. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Their two of their losses were, I mean, their three of their four losses they got blasted. And well, no, what was their fourth loss? They lost to Green Bay at home or in Green Bay, Green and they got Bay, shelled. Dallas. At Dallas, they got shelled. Eagles early in the season. That was a couple touchdowns. They lost twenty-four to seven. And I can't remember. Maybe Jordan knows. I don't have it, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Yeah, uh, did I didn't remember that. The Lions? Did they lose one? Yeah, they lost to the Lions like by eleven. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what uh, George said too. Only silver yeah. lining is Vikings know how to win close ones. By the way, for those that are commenting on my Facebook page, I am reading those, not able to post them because for some reason mine don't come to the stream yard. Regardless, that's dumb. Isaac said, real quick, I wanted to mention he is gonna be at the Bengals game Sunday, which is dope. If I'm not mistaken, you you went to Isaac, if you're still in here, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you go to the AFC title game last year? Because I thought you went to a playoff game. I I don't remember if it was the divisional game against or the wildcard game against the Raiders or if you went to Arrowhead or not. But the fact that you're going to be at a playoff game is pretty damn cool. Have fun. Um, that should be that should be a thrill. He did. He went to. The, okay, he said he went to the AFC title game. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So um, I'm rooting for the Bengals because I want to see Bill's Bengals again. And uh, and I want to see one of them versus the Chiefs or even the Chargers or Jags. That'd be kind of cool. Regardless. Uh, so, you know, Jordan says silver lining Vikings ought to win the close ones. That is true. Problem is, like I said, it's the the Gary Anderson or whatever his name was. Morning, whatever. Who was the kicker? Oh, they were. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the that moment against the Falcons where he made a billion kicks in a row and then he misses the easy one. Joe, like if if it's twenty seven, if it's twenty eight twenty seven, Kirk throws two. Like K Kirk Cousins converts like a fourth and twenty six, and hits Jefferson down the sideline, and they get in a field goal range for like a thirty eight yarder, and Joseph just smokes it off the bar. That'd be funny. Um, Gary Anderson, Blail Walsh, list goes on. Poor, poor bastards, man. They don't catch a break. On the flip side of that, if there is a team that this year 
has punched above their weight and has a better record than the team yep. has been at times. I might put the Giants on that list. As and well. it's yeah, D- Brian Dable. Listen, Sirianni's going to get it, and he probably deserves it. They went fourteen and three or whatever, and they won. They were awesome. Uh, Andy Reid also possibly deserves Coach of the Year, but what do I know? Doug Peterson also should be in the running. But Dayball, outside of like, so you would, so you always talk about like blue chip, red chip guys. The only like legit blue chip players they have are Saquon, who is an inconsistent blue chip guy, and Kayvon is a future blue chip guy. Red chippers, eh, not too many. Oh, Neil and Thomas, I would say, are both red chip level guys. Uh, the two tackles, they're really good. Uh, Dexter De- uh, Dexter Lawrence, he's a blue chipper. D-tackle, he might be an all-pro this year, so I give them that. They're, again, their D-line is really good. But roster-wise, especially on the offensive end, slim pickings. And what Dayball has done with this Giants team, you're, you hit the nail on the head, Nick. Punching out of their weight class is the exact correct way to describe this team come playoff time that's all you need you're in a close game you're you've been used to it all year rise to the occasion earn your money can daniel jones make enough plays it's going to be the biggest thing because here's the thing bad vikings defense jones threw for like 340 the first time they played this will be a big saquon barkley game i know i just mentioned jones but like barkley if the Vikings have to take chances, if the if their front four is not getting there and they got to take chances, Barkley is going to have to be really, really big. Jones has really flipped the script on what his problems were coming into this year, which was turnovers. It's He was borderline unplayable, and Dayball has fixed that. He is one of the best. Uh, I think he became the best interception percentage guy in the league this year and he was one of the worst and his fumbles were always terrible and he doesn't fumble anymore <laughs> uh so like that is a huge reason why jones could go into next year as their starter and you could and there's a world where if you actually upgrade the skill positions you could be like you can figure this out if you give jones like a short-term deal for not terrible money and you actually get legit like if you make a new cop and hopkins trade which i had pitched at me the other day and I thought that was intriguing or stuff, you know, something along those lines, Brandon Cooks even. Uh, that's where this Giants team can get bigger. But for this game, you know, they've got to figure ways to be creative. And I think Brian Dayball will do that. I think Dayball also will have some not this isn't what it'll actually feel, but this is going to be their Super Bowl. The odds of them getting further than this weekend, more winning a game after this weekend are slim. To probably none, because they would either, even if they win, if they win, they're going to Philly. Now, uh, okay, if the third shot at Philly, the way they'd be playing compared to Philly, it'd be it'd be super tough. But like, I would, they're going to pull out a lot of stops, considering you mentioned a team like them that is punching out of their weight class. So that's where this game gets weird. Just because everyone is picking the Giants. And there have been times this week I've even been like, God, I really think they could do it. I'm going to pick Minnesota. I just it's it's hard for me to not to to not pick against the team everyone's falling in love with that shouldn't be there. I like picking sneaky trendy picks, but not when everyone's on it. 
And I know that's the biggest thing because Jordan said it and it's right. The O-line issues are bad. I won't be shocked if Kayvon Thibodeau just has a field day and like has the, hey, guys, guess who's the next elite pass rusher in the league game? That look at me high. He starts waving at the camera. Wouldn't be shocked. He did it for a half against Washington, which was basically the when they, that was the game that got him in the playoffs. Uh, so it, I'm nervy as hell about it, but Giants, but I'm going to pick Minnesota. As you should if you're picking Minnesota. I would not lay the three. You're batshit if you lay three here with Minnesota. You're not crazy if you take the three because it's it, getting points in a close game regardless is, is smart. Uh, but if you lay the three here, you're an idiot. But I will pick Minnesota because too many people like the Giants. Of the four, six, and seven seeds this this weekend, Giants are the only one that I consider to even have a remote possibility. All the other three are nine and a half point dogs or worse. Giants are only three. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so previewing other conversations here, the two, three Bills Bengals matchup, that's safe. I don't think there's any chance that doesn't happen next week. In the NFC, I could see the three, the four. I could see that all fluctuating a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, AFC, I don't see a whole lot of underdogs there uh, outside of Chargers Jags. Like that, that game, we'll talk more about it. But, uh, I could see that one kind of going either way, too. Let's talk about one of those seven seeds. Unless you had an official pick you want to put. Did you want to officially pick the Giants? Yeah, throw me down for the Giants. Okay. okay. Any of the any of the line stuff that you would... I mean, I'm assuming if you're taking the Giants, would you... I, you, I don't have it in front of me. More value would probably be on putting them on the money line, right? Then... Correct. I, you know, if I'm, if I'm just betting it or, you know, throwing it in some dumb parlay or something like that, I'd probably take plus three because I think that's pretty safe. Vikings yeah, in a game win, like this, Vikings could win this game by three and you take a push, but you still get your money back, you know, something like that. I could see. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the only thing that kind of bones you if you're a uh, bike, if you're plus three is like you're up 24, 21 late and then the Vikings score to go 28, 24 and win. That's kind of the only I think the only scenario in this game that kind of nails you to the nail, puts a nail in your coffin. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, let's talk about one of these games that will be lopsided, unfortunately, be just because um, we're sad because we're fans of one of the teams in it, and we want to get through one of these games quick. Uh, Bills-Dolphins, it's sad. It's depressing. Um, This was going to be a reckoning to a game, to a degree. Like, this is going to be a chance for him to save his NFL career. Um, I didn't expect him to have any chance playing. I still hope Teddy Bridgewater can play just because that'll make the game watchable. If it's Skylar Thompson, there's no reason to watch this. Like unless Josh Allen gets kidnapped and like they tell, you know, the bills team that they're playing in Cleveland for some reason, like the bills are going to win by a thousand. This will be a ass blasting. Uh, Isaac Smith says sneaky pick dolphins beat the bills. Listen, brother, I love your, (laughs) I love your, I love your idea here, but I don't see how that's. I think there's a better chance of the bills winning by like 42 to six than the dolphins winning just because the dolphins are going to have no punch. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it. 
if a certain guy wearing a number three jersey leads them out of the tunnel, that place is going to start melting and they're going to play some inspired football and they're going to be like, we're going to we're going to murder this team that we're playing across the field for me. It could be like 21 nothing in the blink of an eye and the Dolphins fold and not that they are that team, but like, you know what you've got. You have one of the he's the guy who's been the worst quarterback to play games this year in the league outside of Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson's probably even got better numbers than Skylar Thompson when you just go on a per-game basis. He's terrible. I don't know. Cheer me up. Say something nice about our team. I think defensively, I've, I've felt better about the team here in the last half of the season compared to the first half of the season. And yeah. numbers, the numbers don't necessarily back it up in in many ways I because I thought, the eye test tells me the defense has played better. I looked at the results and it's like, yeah, you're still giving up 26, 32 points in, in these games. But it just feels like if you can get Phillips and Wilkins up front, if you can get those two guys. Um, and and the, that's the tough thing when you play Josh Allen. Sure, you can flush him out of the pocket, but that's not necessarily a recipe for success either because then he'll just run all over you. Bradley uh, Chubb did as, play his best game as a Dolphin last week, yeah. which is so, nice. I, if the defense can play, I mean, they're going to have to play their game of this, their best game of the season. Yeah, because the offense will struggle because obviously we've talked about the quarterback situation, but we haven't touched on the line too much. Offensive line is full of nobodies. Ter- Teron Armstead, when he is in there, the offensive line is a pretty solid group, but when he is out, like the whole thing just goes to shambles so he and a couple other guys have been out in in practice this week hopefully maybe they can get him back for sunday we'll see i don't know Mm -hmm. um i would feel a little just a little better about our chances to to at least keep it close not not to win but to keep it close if if the if the offensive line is closer to healthy than not but that goes for any game um Mm -hmm. and then i don't know has has mostert been ruled out i haven't i haven't looked I don't, I don't know, know but that's enough. He's, got a, he's got a cast on his hand. He ran all over the Bills just a couple weeks ago. So if if they can have him and Wilson in the backfield, like last week against the Jets, they actually focused on running the ball because they had no other option. Earlier in the season with Tua, they refused to run the ball when they should have been running it more. And um, I think if if Mostert hap- if he would play, that would be huge because then you got him and Wilson. You keep each of them fresh. If they have to rely on Wilson and they bring in some Ahmed, I think I think if I remember right, Ahmed scored against the Bills uh, in that in that game uh, on Christmas or the the week before Christmas. Um, he he hasn't played a lot, but if he you know if he's that next guy up, I think of no name running backs. I feel I I like Ahmed in in that Dolphins backfield. Could do worse. I, yeah, absolutely could do worse. And I if the Dolphins can run the football. They need to run the football this weekend. That'll be their their only shot offensively. And then if you can have a little success running the ball, that can open some things up for Thompson to get a play to Waddle, to get a play to Hill. Yeah, cheap one. And then. Yeah. I'd feel so much more like see, here's the thing. I'm not I'm not totally I'm not totally like depressed about this team, even though I had such high we felt so good about them after week like 10, 11 even after the Niners game. But then the Chargers game pretty much oh. shot us out of the sky. Chargers game was like, that was the most, 
the biggest letdown of the entire season, in my opinion. And from all parts, two yeah. is terrible. McDaniel's McDaniel got put in a stuffed in a locker by a terrible coach. Yeah. Um, but for this team, I'm still optimistic about the future because the team's really good and they have clearly done things over the last two years that are we are going to go for it. People have always people keep saying two is going to be the guy, blah blah blah. Next year, he's not. There is, I think, there is negative zero chance two is their starter next year. Their starting quarterback is either going to be Lamar, Derek Carr, Tom Brady. Now I know Derek Carr thrown in there is like well, Derek Carr sucks. The the worst case scenario being Derek Carr is your starter next year for the team they've got. I'll take that. I will take that. And also Derek Carr is a guy that can play seventeen games. And exactly. Carr's, Carr's a solid quarterback, guys. He's okay. Uh, um. So I think one of those three guys is going to be their starter next year. They're either going to sign Derek Carr. They're either going to sign Brady or they're going to godfather offer Lamar. And I'm cool with either of those. So that's why I'm not worried. That's why I'm not like super bummed. I'm bummed out just because Tua isn't playing because it would have been nice to see him try to have his reconciliation moment. I'm sucked that even Teddy's probably not going to play just because if Teddy was playing, at least the game would be watchable. And we'd have a chance to at least feel like, you know, this will be fun. There's there's a with Teddy in, he's been bad this year, but at least with Teddy, it's like there's a couple things that he could do. Like Teddy has the ability to to keep the chains moving, potentially hit a deep shot. With Skyler, they're just fucked. They're just fucked. They just are the nice thing, Yeah. The nice thing is Dolphins fans this weekend, we don't go in with any pressure. No. If we lose by 30, we expected it. If we keep it competitive, we're happy. And if for some crazy crazy ass reason or crazy ass uh, way we we win this game shit isaac s playing playing house money baby exactly isaac s remember on thursday night when you lost oh, that thursday night when you lost to the Bengals? yeah i do it was terrible uh speaking of the Bengals, let's talk about but, them but well, with, go ahead. with that said you know even after the Tua injury that day teddy he was driving us down the field and if not for an interception miami still could have won that game they were down a possession in the fourth quarter. Really bad interception by Teddy. I thought Otherwise, they were about to win. It could have. It, it kind of looked like they were going to beat them. I thought they were going to. Before he threw that pick in the fourth, I thought they were going to win. Yeah. And then the Bengals got another touchdown and, you know, made the score look <laughs> like they blew him out or something. But no, that was, that, was, that was the game. only that was the best Teddy played all year, honestly, mm -hmm. was that game because he was pretty shitty against Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And he was bad for the first half he played against New England. Uh. <clears throat> okay, let's talk about those Bengals while well, we have our residential Bengals fan in the in the arena. Um, I think there's definitely a path where this game is feisty. The fact I think I would definitely take the points here. So it's nine and a half over under 40 and a half. This could be a low scoring game. So I mainly so I would take the the Ravens plus the points. I just think that's too many points for a game in a game where these the Ravens are going to pull out some stops. Uh, their defense has given the Bengals the most problems out of anybody. Now, here's the thing. The Bengals got kind of – they got the shittiest end of the draw in the whole Bills-Bengals-Chiefs scenario with the AFC post-DeMar Hamlin stuff. Hamlin stuff. Um, when that game got ruled a no contest, they should have been awarded the AFC North, which they were, and that game should have – that game against the Be the Ravens should have had zero implications onto who would have played at home this week. The fact that it did 
meant that the Bengals had to play guys and Alex Kappa got hurt. Now there's a potentially a world that he can play, but if Kappa's out and Collins out, that's tough. And they aren't trending down, but they're not trending nearly as up as they were, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Now, you can also say that, but then realize the first 10, 11 minutes of the Bills game that actually happened, uh, they had some goddamn juice. Uh, that place was rolling, and they were fucking clicking. Uh, and then, obviously, whatever, what, um, what happened, happened. By the way, I feel like I should say, Damar Hamlin being as healthy as he is, it seems, and could potentially rejoin the team during the playoffs is the story of the year, and it's awesome. I just want to note that. Um, if he is there on Sunday, that would be pretty damn cool. Oh, yeah. I When, when everything turned out that you know he's going to be okay and it's progressed as quickly as it had, I'm... I want to see him come out of the tunnel or they introduce him or something and they're blaring kickstart my heart by Motley Crue. Like that would just be so lit. Could you like, like that motorcycle revs up at the beginning of that song and like the smoke billows and, and here he comes. Yeah. It'd be a pretty, it, that would be pretty be dope. Insane. It'd be pretty cool. I don't know if it's, an, I don't think it's considered insensitive, you know, to, to mention that, but God, I want to see it. That would be so cool. It, uh, no, I, I, I just, I think, I think definitely one of these two playoff games they have at home, uh, he'll be there. It seems like that's what they're trying to have happen. And I don't know how you can pick against them. Bills have some weird, Bills have some small team of destiny vibes, potentially. Uh, Bengals, though, back to them. So the, I don't think that there is, uh, I don't think the Bengals are trending down, but they haven't. They weren't. When you go back at getting down 17 to nothing to Tampa, like how um, uh, the game at who they play after that, they didn't look great necessarily. Uh, It just hasn't been as perfect the last month as it was for the first five games of the winning streak. The last few games have been a little weird to a degree, but. Uh, and it did take them a while to put Cincinnati or to put Baltimore away last week when Anthony Brown was playing and they turned the ball over four times. But I think this still should be a win for Cincinnati. Uh, you just got to hope that Kappa plays, or if not, you can still kind of duct tape the O line together. At least, like, here's the thing they got depth. You know, they signed all these guys and they kept most of the ones they already had. So at least you have depth instead of last year where your starting five was just horrendous. Problem is Kappa was having an amazing season for them. So you got to hope that he comes back. Uh, But yeah, there, what do you, what do you think? Do you think that there's a path? If there is a path for Baltimore, what is it? Uh, uh, obviously if Lamar was playing in this game, this game would be electric Sunday night, Lamar back kind of playing a chance to, 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 it would be the, Fuck you to the Ravens game. It could be the fuck you to the league game. Uh, but Lamar's not going to play. Lamar's not going to play another down for the Ravens. Um, so we're stuck with Tyler Huntley, which, oh, well, it happens. Huntley's okay. Um, the defense has been worth the price of admission, though, especially since they got Roquan Smith. If they win, it's going to have to be a game like that. What say you? 
I really don't see a whole lot of a, I don't see much of a path at all for Baltimore. I mean, obviously if they do, it'll have to be the ground game. I know JK Dobbins didn't play last week, but was that because of kind of resting him for this week? I didn't, I didn't realize he was injured. I, I saw him, uh, I saw him like being projected for like 60 yards and then he never, he never had a touch. So I don't, I don't know what the deal was there, but if they have any kind of running game and, and defense, uh, the first game they played this year back in early October, Ravens won that one by two. Obviously, that's with Lamar, so you can't necessarily count on that offensively. But the defense limited the Bengals to 17. So if, if I mean, they have to feel pretty good if they if that defense could limit the Bengals to 17 again, give yourself a chance. But yeah, it, it has to come down to the defense, honestly. Otherwise, I'm t- I'm easily for sure taking the Cincinnati Bengals to win the game. I don't know if I'm touching the 10 or the nine and a half points or not, but uh, I would be leaning nine and a half if I had to pick a side, but yeah. Yeah. I don't don't see a path that they win. It's going to be tough, man. They're going to have to get, they're going to have to have some turnover luck too. like Bengals fumble the ball and give the Ravens a short field. Like that's going to have to be a world that exists. The Bengals have gotten a really, really great year from their D-line. Sam Hubbard's been awesome. Trey Hendrickson was an all-pro before he missed a few games. Uh, DJ Reader is... We talk about underrated guys in the league and undervalued guys. There is no position in the NFL undervalued like the three-tech. And DJ Reader might be the leader in the clubhouse of most valuable three-tech in the league outside of like your guys like Aaron Donald and Chris Jones, obviously, but... He is when he plays compared to like when he doesn't play, it is like a whole new world. And last year, one of their keys to the success they had was these games and where they're they just teams could not run the football against them. And DJ Reader is just plugging holes and Logan Wilson is running free and stuffing backs at the line like their D line has had a really underrated year. I don't think people have talked about it enough. So I think that's going to be a huge thing where like Baltimore is going to struggle to move the ball and they're going to need it. The the path for them kind of starts and finishes with you need short fields. You need to find a way to have some turnover luck. And that could be a thing. Um, Jimmy asks Jimmy Dooley. uh, uh, What's your biggest upset? game first round there's always one right if there is going to be one i know i picked them it's john it's the giants probably um the cowboys bucks like bucks are dogs i don't know if anyone would consider that an upset really um i think this one's on the board but i just don't think it'll happen if there was if honestly if i actually had to say one would happen it would be this oddly enough because I'm this or the Giants, just because I don't feel like the Cowboys Bucks is a upset. But there is going to be a game here on Sunday night when we reconvene that we're going to be like, how the fuck did that happen this weekend? You just know, like, I would be shocked if there wasn't right. If I had to go out on a limb and pick an underdog that somehow pulled something out of their ass this weekend to win while also ignoring the close spreads like Jags, Cowboys, those games. 
If we're only talking the three blowout potential games, Seahawks, Dolphins, yeah. and Ravens, Seattle would be the one team that I would give the possibility of an under uh, of of an upset. And here's why. And or I guess we could talk about that game a little bit more if you want. Or if you want to go Se- there now, I can lead with it. Segway. Real All quick. right, let's go with it. J- Jimmy uh Jimmy said uh his is Tampa. His is Cowboys Tampa. He said Dak hasn't been the man. He hasn't. My thing with that is I don't, even though the Cowboys are favorites, I can't really consider that a upset because I think that game is so hard to pick. I mean, an under 500 team beating a 12-win team, yes, is an upset, but like I, the line is two and a half for a reason. I think it's kind of anyone's game. Um, I won't consider that a huge upset. I would be more considering the upset between the Giants or these three blowouts. Segway time. We'll tee yeah. it up here, lofty Segway man. What do you got? Yeah, I'll lead with Giants would be my my top pick for for under upset because I've already picked them. But Seattle and I'm I'm not picking the I'm not picking Seattle to win it, but I will explain why I think they could or, you know, what would have what would have to have to what would have to go right for this to happen. Gino has played he's he has played so much better than anybody expected this year. That Raiders game with the 49ers a couple weeks ago, that is the scenario where the 49ers lose this week. If it's a 30-something to 30-something game because that defense does not play well, or Brock Purdy, he's still waiting. He hasn't given us that letdown game yet. If he doesn't, they probably coast right to the NFC Championship maybe to the Super Bowl, maybe to a parade on Tuesday following the Super Bowl. But it really does, man. Like we we could be a month away from Brock Purdy hosting a Lombardi trophy. Just absolutely insane. Dude used to live like four blocks from me when he went to school in Ames. Um but uh yeah, Seattle, they've they've got the pieces there. Lockett, Metcalf, Walker, Gino. If Gino doesn't turn the ball over, and that 49er defense struggles, and we see a high-scoring game, just a st- Jarrett Stidham, Stidham, however you say it, put up 34 points against the 49ers the other week. Nobody saw that coming. If Seattle does that, and or Brock Purdy having an off day, that would be my path to see the Seahawks winning that game, or at the very least, reasoning to cover the 9.5, and it's a division game. It seems like of all the divisions in football, the NFC West is sometimes the least predictable because you can get a 12 and 4 team going against a 4 and 12 team and that 4 and 12 team competes. It's a coin it, flip at the end of the game. It's so weird because it's always like a certain team has someone else's number. Yes. So like the Niners beat the Rams. The Rams always beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks always beat the Niners. And like it's just kind of always goes in those circles, you know? Um before this year, like the last ten the ten prior games between Seattle and San Francisco, the Niners were two and eight. And then this year, they won two games. Uh the first one I think was twenty to seven. And then that was the game that, that was the tra- game Trey Lance got hurt in. And then the game, I think it was Purdy's second start, the Thursday nighter in 
Uh, Seattle, I see Purdy played pretty well. Um, he hit, hit his first like 11. He wasn't great. And Seattle hung around, but it was never in doubt. I, the question is always going to be like, is Purdy going to have the fall off game? But week by week, he goes and dude, he's just awesome. Like, I don't know what to like. What do we the honestly, the Raiders game where they actually scored 37 is the one game where he had kind of the most amount of bad moments, wouldn't you say? And they were still able to find a way to put up a shit ton of points and win a shootout. Yeah, and the other thing with that, too, like, I hate how fourth quarter comebacks or game-winning drives is a quarterback stat. I get it. I understand why. But it's not just because the quarterback makes plays or the quarterback doesn't make plays that you come back and win a game. But he drove them down the field late with a chance to win it in regulation, and they missed what should have been an easy field goal. So he had tests that day, and he did his part. So he's he's got the capabilities, absolutely. The the biggest problem for me, I would honestly feel like this could be this game would be a thousand times more intriguing if it was the Lions. <laughs> that I would I would agree with that. On honestly on both sides, if the Steelers were the seventh seed, if they would have managed to get in last week, Steelers Bills has a little more intrigue. But not as much as not as much intrigue as Niners Lions Lions 49ers would have been. Now, even if well, this this weekend honestly would be solved if one of Lamar or Tua were playing because then it'd be perfect. If Lamar and Tua were playing, it'd be like the six, everyone but Mahomes, the six other best quarterbacks in the AFC are all going at it this this weekend. The NFC has some weird teams and up and down. And if like if Tua Lamar were playing and golf and the Lions made it, this would kind of be a banger ass weekend. But it's going to have some low moments because it's like eh, Seattle. Got there it. are some duds, and Tua's hurt, and Lamar is getting his Kawhi Leonard on, which I understand. But yeah, because if it was the Lions, then I would feel. Oh yeah, we're on because the Lions wouldn't give a shit. They would not be scared. They'd be playing with house money. Um, they'd take so many risks. Uh, there'd be pro- they'd get to a point where eventually the Niners would feel like they're gonna they're playing not to lose instead of win maybe. But Seattle, they've just been so bad for eight weeks, and it has been a big fall off. That's why it's hard for me to think that this game could be close. It's really hard. It's like they got drug across the fucking finish line against the Rams. They did. I listen, man. Detroit conspiracy theorists out there. I'm with you on this one. Mac Fulton, shout out to you, buddy. I love you. But you're right on this one. Y'all should be in the playoffs, but the refs drug the drug the sea, sorry ass Seahawks across the finish line. Cause I'm with you about the if the Niners defense has another kind of game. I just can't see the Seahawks finding a way. I could see the Vikings in a weird way, even though it's in San Francisco. You know, if that the two seed would have been crazy because if the see if the Niners had to go to Minnesota next week, 
Purdy on the road. That place would be jumping. You know, even though their defense sucks, it'd be like that would be some stuff. Um, the only thing that's I think the Niners are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. The only thing that I feel like is a big thing that would get in their way is if it's Eagles Niners in the NFC title game. Eagles would have won a game against either Tampa, Dallas, or New York to kind of get their mojo back. The link would be on fire, and Brock Purdy, seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, kid from Ames, Iowa. Or no, he's from Arizona, right? Isn't he from, from Arizona, he's I think? Claim him in Ames, though. Ames, Iowa. Buddy, you're not in Kansas anymore. Welcome to the link where they booed Santa Claus. Like that would be uh oh, this is what the NFL is like moment. That would be where I would really feel like if the Niners are gonna lose, it's this one. Um, but this week, like even if the offense stinks, what do they gotta score? 17 points to win. I don't think Seattle can do enough unless they just kind of get some cheap touchdowns somehow. That's my only thing. That's my biggest concern. If it was the Lions, I would trust the offensive architecture. Now, the Seahawks got good players, but it's just a matchup thing. That's why I that's where I can't bite the apple, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not actually going out on the limb and taking the Seahawks in this one. But when pressed, they know if I'm there's an upset. I'm going. This is the one I'm going with. This is a hell of a teaser weekend if you're into that. Yeah. Yeah, you I could... was I saw some some tweets about that. Really any of the games you'd feel okay about it and then even in that Dolphins game they were they said you could tease it either way, but that was before the Tua news officially was out. I I don't even know if I'd want to tease, tease down to 20 for Miami, but I I would feel very comfortable teasing to 6 or something for Buffalo. If you did a 10 point, the only shitty part is with it being at 13 and a half. The backdoor stuff can the 10 pointer grab you. If you did a 10 pointer, you'd have Niners and Bengals basically just needing to win. And then the but the problem would be it'd be three and a half instead of three. Three is the key number you'd want to get through there. If it was 12 and a half, the 10-pointer there is open. Um, I'm a little sh- Remember we said Sunday if that once they officially ruled that Skylar Thompson's the quarterback, I, I thought this could be like a stat, could be like a 17-point line. It did go I, three and a half, four points. It was at 10. Yeah, it was at 10. Maybe I was being a little overzealous. I think, I think after we talked, it actually came down in Miami's favor a point. Mm-hmm. And then the two of news shuffled it back. So I think it, it went from 10 or 10 and a half down to nine, nine and a half. Now back up to 13 and a half. Yeah. They were trying to kind of middle ground it, but now that, that they know Skyler's playing, yeah. I'd honestly lay him. If you're going to feel bold about it, fucking lay him. get, get really bold and like tease it to like minus 21 and a half. Get fucking <laughs> Go, weird. Minus 20 and a half. Yeah. Do seven point tease in the opposite direction for them. And then just say, we're laying it on the table. All right. Last but not least, Joe Winkle's favorite game of the weekend. You want it? You talk about acid trip. You talk about drugs injected into your veins. You talk about the way I felt when I was on the table in the hospital last uh, two weeks ago, and 
in comes Doc with a thing of morphine and just my body felt like it got put in an oven. Wait a second. What did the doctor look like when they came into the room? What are you trying to say? Oh, were they they were rolling it down. <laughs> They're running them down. Here's this morphine. You're not going to feel like you have a bullet inside you anymore. Uh, <laughs> they were running them down. That man, because hosting a playoff game, Nick. Here's the morphine because Trevor Lawrence is in the playoffs. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that man with luscious hair, as Nick Wright says, the greatest, one of the greatest high school players in Georgia football history. At home, hosting a playoff game. Do you know why? Because that man ran the Titans down <laughs> for two months. Hair flowing in the wind. Who cares that he's only thrown one touchdown in three weeks? He's still been awesome. The Jags are hosting a playoff game, folks. Saturday night against the Chargers. Al Michaels is going to call the game, even though Tony Dungy's on the call with him. We don't talk about that. That's going to be just let Al do it solo. God damn it. It'll be good I, to see him back on NBC, though. I'm glad he got this game. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, thank God they didn't give him one of the 13 and a half point or nine and a half games. Like that could be a complete dud after having to be sitting through a lot of those Amazon stinkers all year. He well, gets a good bad, one, hopefully. Oddly bad night for Thursday night football. Looks so good, and then it fell so short. Anywho, uh, the Jacksonville, the goddamn Jags, are hosting the Chargers in just the 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 silly bowl. Who knows what's going to happen? You talk about LSD injected into your bloodstream. That could exactly be what this game is. It it is going to be so high level from a quarterback perspective. It is going to be so silly. From a schematics perspective, it's going to be great. It's the perfect blend of everything. Uh, the Chargers dodging the, the world's largest bullet because they, for no reason, played their starters Sunday. And three guys that have struggled with injuries all year, well, at least two, I don't remember the third, but Joey Bosa and Mike Williams, two of their six most important players, both went out. Everyone is saying that they should be good to go on Saturday, which they're lucky as hell that that changes the math entirely. Um, and the fact that Bose is even back in general is amazing. But, 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 but here we are. The line is at two and a half. I proclaimed on, I proclamated, if that's a word, on Sunday that I think I'm going to pick the Jags. I'm, I've gone back and forth on it. Because this is kind of the punchy story. You're here. This is like the... Remember how we talked throughout the year? There's steps. You go from getting your ass beat and losing to losing close to winning, etc. And people, people wanted the Jags especially to skip a step. Just don't happen. This is kind of like the last lesson in that step. You're in the playoffs but you lose kind of a heartbreaker, maybe. At the end of the day, you just don't have enough. That could be the case, but the Jags' offense is rolling, and the Chargers' defense at times has been have it your way, old Burger King on Unless defense. Unless you're going against the Dolphins. For some reason. The Jags' defense, though, 
Burger King as well. It is going to be very interesting how this game plays. It's going to be very interesting how each offensive line holds up, especially the Jags. It, you know, the fact that Mike Williams is going to be able to play is a huge deal just because you talk about he, no one changes the math in the NFL quite like him because when he's out there, they have nobody. Like, even with Williams, they don't have anybody faster than an iceberg on their roster. They are so slow. But with Williams out there, you can just have him run down the seam or down the sideline and have Herbert throw a jump ball up him and say alley-oop. And he can go up and get it. He changes the math more than almost any player in the league. Like, the, there's he's on the shortest of lists with guys like Tyreek Hill that change the math when it comes to how you got to cover them and how an offense operates. Keenan Allen's been getting healthier and healthier. There's a world where this game is extremely high scoring or there's a world where it's a slugfest. And then at the end, the Jags just can't get enough stops. So I'm kind of caught in between that. What about you? Where do you see this game? I think it's the most fascinating of the weekend, no matter what. I think both. I think the chargers are starting to fall back into the, you even said this, I think on Sunday, like, would we be shocked if they win this game? Then all of a sudden you, we wake up, we're on here next Sunday night and they upset the chiefs. Third time they got to play them, they're in Arrowhead, and they find a way to win, and they're playing in the AFC title game. Would we be shocked? Because I wouldn't. So, like, the Chargers the are... wild card teams, they're definitely the one team that has that potential to, to win more than one game. I guess maybe you could put the Cowboys in there, but the way the Cowboys have looked the last couple weeks, I I don't see them winning more than one, in a, one, one game in the playoffs. Chargers, they have... Again, they there's no guarantee they win this weekend, but you you do feel like if you get the Chiefs again, those those two teams always always put on good games, and it could go right down to the wire. And thankfully, overtime rules this year. You can both score a touchdown in overtime now. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Thankfully, um, the one the one area here that I really feel like points to Jacksonville is head coaching, Doug Peterson. Or Staley. That's a no-brainer. Give me Peterson all day. J- you, with the Chargers, you just feel like coaching is a liability at times. Like the Chargers, they're what, 10 and 7? I don't have their record in front of me. They feel like a team that should have easily been 12 and 5, 13 and 4. I, I will four. say this. If He's, I'm go ahead. I will say this. A lot of their stuff this year has been it has been uh Staley always has his moments, but their second comings this year have been more personnel related. The fact that they ignore like all the injuries first offensive play calling has been shitty. Joe Lombardi stinks. And think about that offense. Justin Herbert was supposed to be a preseason MVP candidate. Like he was the odds on favorite to throw the most touchdowns this season. They run their offense in a nine yard box, and I hate it. Now, that and that's the biggest, that's the like Mike Williams playing is the biggest reason because when Joe Lombardi's a terrible offensive coordinator and Justin Herbert bails this team out on a fucking weekly basis. And listen, we loved the Dolphins and Tua to a degree throughout the year, but the fact that I'd hear people going on live television talking about that they would rather have. 
two over Herbert. I just want to look at them and be like, I don't, you don't understand fucking football if you truly believe that. And Justin Herbert's amazing. And listen, Trevor, we'll get to the Jags in a minute, but like the, the Chargers, you mentioned it, like they are the highest variance team of the weekend to a degree, at least out of the six wildcard teams, because they could either lose on Saturday or they could, I mean, they, they could fucking win it all. They could at least get to Arizona, you know? And Mike Williams actually being there, it changed, like I said, changes the math of the offense. They don't ever take shots with one of the best throwers of the football in the entire league. But the fact that they have Williams is when they actually do that. So it's just, it's going to be interesting. Like it's, t- it's, they are getting healthy at the right time. They go 10 and seven. But again, the thing I was going to say is a state, Staley has had issues this year, has been more personnel stuff with them. Yeah. I would agree. I it'll be fun. It's uh, game of the week, as we've talked about. It'll be. Uh, it's a shame you won't be able to watch the whole thing live. You'll hopefully catch the second half live. But uh, I will say this though: that offense for Jacksonville needs to play better than they did against Tennessee. Yes, they want a chance. That was frustrating to see. But again, they did enough to win. Made a huge play defensively. But the Jags, they've got they've got pieces on offense. They've got to uh, they've got to score. They can't rely on the defense to get a strip sack touchdown the other way. As someone who has one of my friends is a Jags fan, I root for them a lot. I love Trevor Lawrence. I love Doug Peterson. So, I, like, if I had to rank my favorite teams, the Jags are in the top. These are two of my like five favorite teams in the league. I'm just real. Being, you know what I mean. Um, the. I am it's concerning about that, but you can also say like optimist glass half full person. Hey, two of the biggest moments of the year. Who scored the most important touchdown? The defense, the pick six, the walk off pick six against Dallas. Yep. The strip sack touchdown against Tennessee. So even it's a defense that has been gashed and has had problems. The Chargers find ways to stop themselves. So. If there's a world where the Chargers continue to just not be able to get out of the own bot their own box that they made, then this then the and the uh and Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen is so good, by the way. Um, if that combination on the D line can really get going and they and the Chargers aren't able to run the ball, you know, and they can kind of tee off, that's where this game gets interesting. Um, I lean Chargers slightly more because it's moved towards me. Just because the more and more I think about it, the I feel this could be the wake up call game for the Jags, where it's like, all right, this is where we need to really improve. Now, listen, I love again. I love both of these teams. It's so hard for me. I would love for the Jags to win, but also I would love for the Chargers to win. Because I would love to see him and I'd love to see the Chargers get a crack at the Chiefs in the playoffs in Arrowhead. Because that would just be fun. Be fun television. It'd also be cool to see Trevor Lawrence have that opportunity. People wrote that dude off last year, stupidly, you know? And he's one of the five best quarterbacks in the league right now. You know? That's just, I think that's the case. They're all in the AFC too, which is wild. <laughs> what a world. 
What a world we live in. Uh, the prob- the only problem about this game, Nick, is that the hot takes from this game on the TV shows are going to be insufferable. Because whoever, however this game ends up, it's the the takes are going to be this quarterback couldn't get it done. It could be forty eight to forty five Jags win, and they're going to be like Herbert can't win the big game. Yep, or vice versa. <laughs> exactly, and I hate it. I think Herbert or uh, um, yeah, yeah. Either way, I guess he only has. It's hard to believe Herbert's only one. He's only got one extra year over Lawrence. It feels like more, but. Uh, yeah, I, I can imagine. I, I'm. It I probably feels more because Herbert has literally. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you out there. I was gonna say it probably feels like more because it, literally Herbert has broken like every record for your first three years as a starter. Yeah, literally all of them. Do anything last year, so we're basically getting one good year out of Lawrence. We've had three really good years out of Herbert. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. As Nick Wright says, this is actually Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Last year didn't count. <laughs> last year did not count. Uh, second year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, if you had to pick who do you got? Uh, I I would lean chargers to win in advance. Would you lay them? Would you feel confident to lay the two and a half? Two and a half. It's that's that interesting spot where I, I would consider it. Three, three and a half. I really like to avoid those just because you just yeah. You take a three and a half, and you're gonna lose by a field goal. You just you just know it. Um, I think if the Chargers win, I think two and a half is not a problem. It's either they win by more than two and a half or they lose. I just feel like for the Jags, they they've kind of already had their playoffs. Just to get to the playoffs, we'll see what they have left in the tank. The Jags are still kind of a outside of that AFC championship that they still should have won with Bortles here several years ago until Brady started getting all of his uh, patented generous calls. Miles Jack still has not been downed. He is still running. God. Um, to me, the Jags just feel like, yeah, we made the playoffs. We're not a team that makes the playoffs very often. This is we, that was our Super Bowl. We're in, I could see them getting a letdown, but that was pre-Doug Peterson. This is Doug Peterson now. Exactly. He, he's Dougie he's P. been here before. He's done it. Counterpoint to a degree. You know, last week the offense struggled. Trevor struggled. Jitters. There's some idiots I saw on television this week. Not really a playoff game. It was winning in. Like, yeah. win or go home. Literally it was a no fucking playoff, playoff game. Playoff field than any other game last week. Exactly. Um. You know, maybe that not maybe that's the knocks the jitters rust off for Trevor and he deals tomorrow on Saturday. That's a possibility. I'd love nothing more for both of these guys to like if this game was like the Bills Chiefs game last year. Oh, my heart. Be still my beating heart. Two of my son, two of my children killing each other on the grandest stage in Duval County. Could you imagine? That would be lovely. I need that because I don't want the, uh, I just cannot, I will not be willing to take it if either commentary is, oh, that guy, you know, didn't get it done in this playoff game. <laughs> like, shut your dumb mouth. Like, unless if it, they like throw three interceptions. Yeah, then. And like, unless it's legit awful. Yeah, I know that, that. I hope I'm not. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. Oh, I do not want that to happen. 
So we're betting the over. If you bet the, this is another one of those things. If you bet the under, you're a fucking terrorist. <laughs> betting the over. I also think the over is the play here. 28 24, 30 27 type of game. Yeah. So I think options. the yeah, I think the over is a play. Uh I think that'd be my favorite, honestly. Uh, is that my favorite bet of the week? Giants plus three. Because I think that's gonna be a close game no matter what. And this game over and Bills under. I like the under the Bills. I do like the over in the 49ers Seahawks. This feels like 28-14 is what that would push. It would be bare minimum. I just I think, you know, it could be 31-17, 31-14. I think okay. I think we'll see something in that area. Okay. I could see what you're saying there. I could pick that up. And it's such a low total. I don't know if they're and obviously weather won't be a concern. They're just pretty much banking that on the 49ers defense, I guess. They're but, banking that on like maybe that that I mean that's kind of the perfect middle of Purdy struggles ish and the Niners defense rakes. So like 20 to 7 again. Yeah. 24 to 10 type of game. Yeah. Uh yeah, those are my those are my three favorite. Over in this game, Bills game, Bills Dolphins under Giants plus three. Even though I'm picking the Vikings, Giants plus three because that game is going to be close. Um, if somehow, like, wait till Sunday, nah, because then you probably would only be able to get it at two and a half because people are going to start hammering the fuck out of New York eventually. So the fact that it's still at three, you could probably that's good, but you could take it now. And if it goes to three and a half, you double the fuck down, you know, somehow, some way, if that game got to three and a half, I wouldn't lay in with Dallas. Um, I also wouldn't take them with Tampa because that that's just too risky. Uh, um, if we had to, if we were forced to be picking in every game, I'd take the Ravens plus the points. Um, but yeah, that's uh, those are my thing. Lastly, before we get out of here, any final thoughts? Any other of these lines and totals that you like the most that uh, we haven't talked about that we haven't like kind of put in the atmosphere yet oh let's see cowboys bucks uh let's see i mentioned the defense will be the one to kind of tip that one but i would lean over myself it's tom brady in the playoffs bucks are going to score some points i think the cowboys are going to score some points 27 24 that ballpark gets you home um I like that under in the Bills Dolphins, like you talked about. Giants Vikings, I would lean over there. Bengals Ravens, I could, I would maybe. You lean over. I think we might have mentioned 28 20. Yeah, 28 24 gets you home there. Yeah. So, yeah. Then that's 27 24 also gets you home. I'm with it. I'm with the over there. I can see that world. What was the, the score the first time was 27 24? I think we'd be, we're flirting with that again. Yeah, somewhere in there, somewhere in that range. Yeah, because I was pretty sure it was twenty four to sixteen, and then they got the the touchdown in the two, and then they came down at the sixty one yarder. Yes, that sounds right. So, um, only the only one that I would, I guess, have the most hesitation on would probably be Bengals Ravens. I just, I would, God, I lean under there, but that's that's such a low total for the weekend. But let's go with it. I think the under. I do think if you're going to make a play. 
two, I guess, the under. Like, Ravens plus the points in the under, even though that doesn't usually line up. Because I think this would be like 16-13, 20-16 type of ordeal. Yeah, I could see those that. are all getting you home in both 1917 when these two games when these two teams played the first time and that was with Lamar. So that would be the other thing that was 36. But the, the game last would have been a fall fall day, yeah. not a winter day. The game last week was, I think, 2717, I believe, or something in the around that. Yeah, but but the Ravens had four turnovers. So the Bengals got set up with some shorter fields. Um, and the Bengal, one of those was a pick was a defensive score. So that, you know, the under probably is the move there as well. Um, there's a reason it's the lowest total of the weekend. Yeah, that, that, that there is that there is. All right, brother. We did well today. Absolutely. Thank you to people who, everyone who watched or listened live. We had some great interaction uh, for being, you know, later in the evening. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, shout out. I have got a couple likes on here from Bill uh, uh, and Sam. Shout out to them. But Isaac, Jimmy, Brian and company uh, and Jordan all getting involved in the chat. So we thank you all. Uh for hanging out with us as well. We will be back on Sunday right at the conclusion of the Sunday night game or whenever it gets out of hand, if it gets out of hand. But let's hope it doesn't because, you know, there's a chance we're definitely getting two games that are blowouts before we come on the air. I would like there to not be a third. But, you know, you're... there's definitely going to be a much more exciting vibe next week. Now, I thought we were great tonight, but, you know, next week there's a chance we get Herbert Mahomes. Yeah, you get to Allen the Burrow. I don't care who you are. You don't have any 13 and a half, nine and a half point spreads. <laughs> no. The biggest one I can ever remember was when uh, it was Patriots Titans, when the Titans had Mariota, when they knocked off the Chiefs. Sorry, DJ. Uh when, when he Mario got his own touchdown? Yep. It was like 14 and a half. Um, that's like the largest one I can ever remember. And then the NFC side, we the NFC side, we could get Vikings Niners, Vikings Cowboys or Bucks, and then like Eagles or Giants, which would be fun, Eagles Bucks, which would be fun, or Eagles Cowboys, which would be fun. So, like, next week's going to be a banger. But this week, too, there's enough that we're going to be able to have fun with it. We're going to have a nice little we're going to we're going to say nice things about the winners on Sunday night. We're going to we're going to prepare our eulogy book. You know, we've got the we've got the headstones ready. We just got to write them in Monday night. If the game probably will be. Monday night, if it's batshit enough, I'm going to come on here live myself. And if Nick is up for it, he can join me, obviously. But I, I don't want to have I'm not going to overwork the man, but I will probably come on to spit some shit about that, about the stupidity that will be Bucks Cowboys. But regardless, um, we will see you guys on Sunday night. Nick, thank you as always, my friend. As always, you are the man. Um, and uh, this has been the Educator Podcast. As always, if you ain't got your game, best pass the sticks. 
Uh, Nick, real quick, if you want to promote anything, by all means, if you got any fun social media stuff or any fun things you're doing, you can tell the people about it. I feel like I haven't done that for you yet, so you know, I guess I should. I like you. I'm on Twitter at Nick Brings. That's about it. <laughs> We're <laughs> like best crazy. friends now, right? We can do that. I should, I should give you more leeway. But no, for real, I appreciate you as always joining. We'll see you Sunday, brother. Adios. All right. See you guys on Sunday night. Until then, enjoy the games. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.